0: hey guys welcome to this episode of the shit show of my 20s in this episode i got to interview holly um holly is a ray of sunshine (laughs) quite literally um i had such a fun time interviewing her she used to be a teacher and now she's coaching full-time we talk about what that transition was like for her and how she realized she wanted to become a coach And we talk about goal setting, what's on her vision board, and how she helps her clients reach their full potential. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So thank you, Holly, so much for coming and talking to me today. I really appreciate it. Um, I would love to start from the beginning. Tell me about your background, how you got into coaching, um, and the different jobs you've had so far.
1: Wow. Okay, so. How I got into coaching and what my story is. First of all, I never thought coaching was a thing for me. I didn't even know coaching was a thing. Um, Probably like a year ago is when I started getting more so into coaching. I hired my first coach. Um, But it didn't really start until I started reading books. Um, But none of that even started, Um, you know, talk about the shit show of, of your 20s. Like when I was... Um 19 years old, 20 years old, I was going out with my friends in college. I went to a little state college and I was partying like four nights a week. Um and I just like I found myself sneaking stuff in bottles in the library to like pre-game the party, but like finish my paper that was due at midnight, right? And you know, once I graduated with my associates from this little state college, I moved on to a bigger school that was actually um, one of the bigger party schools in the U.S. Um, and I found myself continuing to drink. I lived right across the bridge from the whole entire like strip of bars um, downtown, so I already lived there. I would just walk and you know go to the bars. So again, I found myself partying all the time
0: and if you don't mind me asking was there something that happened in your life that like led you to drinking so much because I know I tend to notice like when people like drink a lot there's usually something they're like trying to hide from or like there's something they're going through like
1: yeah so a lot of the so actually my parents um raised me catholic and I went to church twice a week and I think this was kind of like my break free um type of you know get out there like I was never allowed to do this stuff like it was always very strict I needed to be home at a certain time um you know pray before every meal kind of thing wear my tube socks and my plaid skirt and you know if knees were showing I'd get written up and go to detention kind of thing so like (laughs) I had a very like I don't want to say it was that strict because like I did get to go out um go to the movies every Friday but like I had the chores and I just think that you know once I was far enough away I was like okay I can do whatever I want now and then it kind of led me down this road and um, I don't think I love myself enough as well like I don't think there was a time where I really sat down with myself and I was like wow like you're great like you're honestly you're doing awesome no I never I never did that I just kind of went with the flow and hoped everything was good And yeah, so once I got through um, college, I was serving through college, um, working at a hotel where I served at 6 a.m. Most of the time I'd go in um, to my serving shifts at 6 a.m. hungover, and I was never on time, ever. Um, But good thing, I was friends with most of my supervisors there, so um, I was never – in trouble quote unquote. (laughs) Um, so yeah. And, and then I started reading, I just started reading one book um, that I found in my mom's basement and I was like, whatever, like I'll give it a try. And then one book led to another book and then I found a coach online and I was like, well, this is kind of cool. So hired that coach. And it was about self-love and confidence. And like that five week course was, holy turnaround. Um, I continued to read and like, that's what started the growth. And then, you know, fast forward 14 months later, here we are talking and I'm a coach now and I have, um, I just got through a business mentorship masterminds, like I said, and, um, I hired a life coach myself. So I, I love it. I love peeling back those layers, um, of the onion or like, um, I'm trying to think of another analogy. That's what my my coach says. She she says like it's always like an onion. We're gonna we gotta keep peeling back the layers till we get to the core of, you know, all the beliefs, all the things that we've gone through and endured in our life. And so yeah, that's that's kind of. I don't really consider myself a life coach. I consider myself more so now a mental organizer. Um, but yeah, I hope that answered your question.
0: Yeah, definitely. And Cass, um, what what was the first book that you read?
1: Um, it was actually called crazy busy and it talked about, cause I loved the idea, Sophia of being busy, like busy to me meant success. Busy to me meant I was going to get to my goals. I was going to have all this money, but it doesn't, it does not mean that at all. It means, you know, that you're busy. You never have free time. You, you might be busy, but who knows? I like, I was babysitting on the side and serving and um, doing all the things. And I was like, you know what? I resonate with this. And it actually ended up being about a priest. Um, and I don't remember, I, I know the priest had a bunch of people coming at him and things coming at him. And I didn't expect it to be about a priest at all, but, um, you know, even, even priests get super busy. So, um, the book I read after that though, was, a uh, definite stuff. Uh, a definite self-development book. It was called six months to six figures by Peter. I I don't ever know how to, I'm going to botch it, but it's V O O G D I believe. Um, But that one like basically is a roadmap to, you know, how to build your own business in six months. So that was a really, really good one for me to start out and get coaching.
0: And What's your favorite part about coaching?
1: Um, mostly seeing clients succeed on their own. Like I am, I like to consider myself a guide, um, but they're the ones taking all the action steps. They're the ones doing all of the things. I'm just simply here as a guide. So, really watching them take that action is my favorite part, and like seeing that they're getting the results that they came to me to get. That lights my soul on fire. I was on a call actually um, last week, and I did a a bonus call for um, for my client, and you know she said five weeks ago I would have never imagined being where I'm at right now, and that I was like I'm gonna cry. That <laughs> was so like you could hear it in my voice I was so excited like it.
0: And how do you know that it's like time to get a coach?
1: So for me, it was one of those things that I kept seeing online all the time, because when you think about it, you see it everywhere. So for me, it was like, okay, maybe I do, because, you know, some people kind of point out those pain points, like, do you really want to continue living your life the way you are living it? When you ask yourself that question, do you really want to continue living your life the way you are living it? Or do you want to change something in your life right here, right now, today to then change the rest of your life? And I was asking myself that question and I sat there and I was like, you know what? My success means so much more to me than the money I'm about to pay to this business coach. My success means everything to me and So, because I invested in myself, that's when my growth really hit, um, really started to hit me because I, when I invested in myself, I then took it as I believe in myself to make this shit happen.
0: What does success look like for you?
1: You know, I don't think success really is a place that we get to. I think for me... Success is just having peace of mind. I think it's just having peace and having freedom in my life and freedom to me means, uh, you know, people such as like a boss telling me what to do or somebody micromanaging me. Um, I chose coaching because I prefer to do things the way I like to do them. And So success to me, just means having that freedom, not being micromanaged by somebody and, um, you know, just, just being purely at peace with myself and my decisions. And oftentimes I found myself when I had bosses to look up to, I wasn't always at peace with my, my decisions because there were people overlooking me and there were people telling me, okay, maybe that wasn't a good decision. And when I thought that it was. You know, so it it could always mean something else to anybody, but to me it means peace and
0: freedom. And what was that transition like to starting your coaching business? What type of Um, limiting beliefs did you have come up when you started your business?
1: So I didn't even, when I got coaching, I did not even know like limiting beliefs were a thing. Um, But when I started my business, I found that, you know, something special or something particular or have something particular to be what you want to be. You can do that thing or be that thing at any given time you choose to take action on it. But, you know, I was sitting here thinking like, you know, I have to have this allotted amount of money in order to invest in this, and then do this, and then see this result. And it's just simply not true. Like, I can cut all the bullshit, and I can just go straight to that point, as long as I have the mindset. All you need is the mindset, and that's 99% of it. The other 1% is taking action.
0: And what tools do you recommend when you're working on your mindset?
1: Oh, what tools? So... A lot of it, a lot of the time I like to journal mm-hmm. and journaling for me is a, um, routine is a really good one for me. Um, I would say those two are like main.
0: Mm-hmm. And when you are working with clients to help them get organized, um, what's some things that you notice that they're struggling with?
1: So I that a lot of times when you so let me put it like this you show how you show up in one area is how you show up in every single other area of your life. So for instance, if your desk is a mess, your room is a mess, um, your car is a disaster, it looks like you live out of it. That was me also. Um, you know, it's gonna show up and know, your tardiness to work, it's going to show up in um, your relationship, it's going to show up in um, your business, it's going to show up everywhere. And then it causes this little tick in your brain that says like, this is a cluster, like your life is a cluster. And so when you kind of organize every little area of your life, and you know exactly where to find that book so that you're not late to your book club or like, you know, whatever it is, then it start. you start to see this pattern in every single area of your life. So I think a lot of the time I can tell if um, somebody needs like the mental organization, you know, based off of like simple things like their room or their car, you know, cause it's like, they're probably not getting to their goals as fast as they want to be um, based off of just that knowledge. I think it's a domino effect. It's definitely a pattern.
0: And when you set goals, is it good to set realistic goals? Is it good to set like reach for the moon goals? How do you set your goals? (laughs) Uh,
1: No, I love that question. So for, for me, I do set realistic goals, but I set them high because I have this high standard for myself. So, um, for instance, if you say you want to make throw a number out there, like a hundred thousand dollars a year, let's just say that then what you can do is you can break it down to little tangible steps to get to that huge goal of yours. You can, you can break it down so simplistically and that's another thing that I help with is like, you can break that goal down so simplistically to where it actually is achievable to you. And then it doesn't seem like this huge big goal that you have to go for. Cause that's overwhelming. And that gives people so much anxiety. It gave me anxiety for a long time. I'm, and not like, not have any belief in yourself. You know what I mean? Like that's a big goal. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do that with my, my nine to five, at, you know, 750 an hour or whatever it may be like that seems really really tough so what you can do is you can break it down and you can do it based off of okay how can I get to this tiny little goal and then it's like stepping over a like an anthill or something and then you're like okay what's the next little little goal and then it's like stepping over a rock and you know what I mean and then slowly you're climbing up this mountain and you're not even realizing it
0: so I wanted to talk about your Instagram username, yeah. <laughs> but I like your username. Um, I'm wondering what, what tips do you have for being um, more happy? Oh, that's so good. <laughs>
1: so a little, a
0: little backstory on my
1: username. I actually, before um, Sophia, before I was Happiness Halls, I actually was Hollywood and Hollywood, I like to consider, you know, Hollywood was a girl that served me well. She did her thing. She did what she had to do. But now she's happiness halls, And I, I think that's deceiving sometimes as well because, you know, in order for me to be happy, I'm not always happy. Like, we have to appreciate the bad times to be at the good times and feel like, when we're high on life, it, we're not always high on life. So we have to have these low points in our life to get to these high points, and that's kind of what Hollywood was for me—was those low points that got me to this happiness hall today. So um, I'm really glad that you asked about that. But tips on being happy again: um, journaling, and when you journal, you—you know—you get all those thoughts out on paper with purely no judgment, but a big words of affirmation. And I know this sounds like really crazy. You're like, Holly, what are you talking about? Words of affirmation. But it's kind of like, you know, the way, um, I like to describe it is, uh, you know, you're, you're going on this path in the, in the woods and it's not paved at all. And when you're going through this path in the woods, you know, there's, there's branches and there's, you know, whatever rocks and grass and all the things that you kind of have to step through. But the more that you step through it, it's like you're building this path of like, um, of mud or whatever. uh, And then you can leave like flags on the trees. So that's what I consider like words of affirmation. Like the more that you say them, the more you're going to believe in them and the more you're going to believe in yourself. So of course they have to be positive words of affirmation. Um, you know, some that i have right here on my desk. They're like, I am worthy of success. I am enough just as I am. And like, I am successful. Abundance flows freely, um, throughout me. Like, so like, these are the things that I say every day and you can say them for, you know, your wealth, your abundance, your, um, relationships, you can make them into any category that you want, but these are a lot of, to become the happiness halls that I am.
0: And what are your tips for um, structuring your days?
1: Oh, tips for structuring my days. Uh, Well, I just did a five-day IGTV series, I think, like, last week or the week before um, in regards to a morning routine. And I think morning routines are you know, what every successful quote unquote successful person has to do in order to have a great day. Like you have to have a morning routine. And the reason why is because, you know, every single day when you get up and you do that same, same, like same thing, you're, you're designing your day for, for good intentions. You're designing your day to be great already. And So some of the things that I do in my morning routine, and I don't know if I put all of these in my morning routine since it was only five days and I just picked one for everything, but um, making your bed is a really good one because you're automatically doing something good and productive at the beginning of your day. So making your bed is a really good one. Um, Setting your alarm across the room to ensure that you don't sleep in. This was a huge one for me because Uh, Holly wasn't always so jolly in the mornings and she would snooze that shit like probably 20 times like if you look at my alarms it's like a list that I just continue to scroll down and it's like every two minutes I would have an And I do a lot of guided ones, um, too. Sometimes I do some for self-love. Sometimes I do some for um, abundance. Sometimes I do some for gratitude. Sometimes I do some, like, there's so, so many stress, anxiety, um, whatever. And I love, love, love that. Um, Another thing is I always write three things that I'm grateful for every single day. And it makes me appreciate what I do have already because what appreciates appreciates and then lastly um I write out my intentions for the day what do I need to get done to have the best day ever so I write out my intentions and um I usually don't go to bed until those intentions are done so I make sure they're like not extremely over the top um not something that I have to accomplish a week from today you know if it's something huge um but, yeah, that's, like, that's the main things that I do in my morning routine. And I know it sounds extensive, but mine is two hours, but it never started at two hours. Like, it started just reading for five minutes. And that's another thing I do. I read. Um, I miss that one. But it could just start for with, like, reading for five minutes, being done. That's your morning routine. Or, like, just washing your face and being done. Um it doesn't have to start out so extensive. It, it, whatever fits your schedule the best is what you should be doing.
0: And how was your um, three-day foam cleanse? Was that, like, hard for you? Like, is your entire business online? Was that?
1: Yeah, actually it is. And especially right now in quarantine and self-isolation, it's like this is pretty much um, – I do live with my my family currently. Um, I moved back home because I figured that was the best option for me at the time. Um, I wanted to get out of the city that I was in based off the circumstances that I had. So, yeah, for me, the three-day phone cleanse was like, okay, I can't communicate with my friends. I can't communicate with my, my business ventures. I can't make connections online. I can't you know, provide this value. But then I thought about all the things that I could do in my intentions for this three day cleanse. Um, I actually did it with my coach. Um, and this was the second time it was brought up to me. So I was like, okay, if it's being brought up more than one time, I'm going to listen to what's being, what the universe is trying to tell me here and I'm going to listen to it. So I kind of did it spontaneously, like on a whim. Um, not really knowing what to expect. Um, we had a drive-by parade for my niece during that time. So I really wanted to film it. And there were all a bunch of things that I could have done. But like I said, I did it on a whim. So um, I kind of listened to that. And one of the first things that I learned, um, I turned it off that Thursday night and I didn't touch it at all Friday. I kind of hung out with my family. Um, I didn't work because that I was like, if I, if I work, then I'll have to get, you know, on social media. And the main gist of it was like not being on social media. So, um, I actually realized Friday night, I was like, shoot, I have a zoom call with somebody, um, on Saturday about, um, about something that I'm doing with them. And we had this appointment, right? So I turned, I was like, okay, I'll just turn it on Saturday, communicate with her do the Zoom call, and then turn it back off, which is exactly what I did. So I did turn it back on Saturday for that, and I got on Zoom Saturday. And then Sunday, we turned it back off, and then Monday morning, I turned it back on. And, you know, another thing that I learned, so I go on, like, morning walk slash runs because homegirl gets out of breath. And (laughs) so walk slash runs, but when I was on that um, little walk thing, I, I live in the country and so there's a bunch of cows and horses and um nice like little country farm houses and so I just like to like watch the view and what I realized without my phone was just like I was so focused on where I'm going and my goals that I wasn't focusing on what was right in front of me I wasn't focusing on um the present moment and like the present moment is all we really have, right? We can't guarantee five minutes from now. We can't guarantee 20 minutes from now. So I I just kind of sat back and I was like, wow, like this is awesome. This is awesome. And I, I actually
0: know now that I'm when you started.
1: job. I had, I really had nothing, um, nothing to turn to, nowhere to go. I was very confused. And I was like, it just kind of clicked for me after I saw that last, like, you know, death shout out. I was like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, I have all this information in my head and I'm, I'm sharing it with people, but it's like, some of them don't appreciate it or some of them Um, you know, they take the free advice and kind of run with it. And then a week later they kind of forget. Um, so with that being said, I just, that night put myself out there and I was like, listen, I am here for anybody that is struggling. I am here for you. If you need anything, you just like drop a heart or I think I said a sunshine, drop a sunshine in my DMs. Let's get you started with something. Um, let me help you with your struggles kind of thing and so with that being said I did get a lot of feedback and then I think once they realized it was coaching I think people get scared and kind of um, venture off um, but yeah so I knew really nothing when I started coaching actually like it was all a complete learning process and I had to kind of go with the flow through that and learn through that
0: do you think that was a sign from the universe, all those Facebook posts that you saw?
1: I do. I take everything as a sign from the universe, really. If I I do something and, you know, it doesn't go right, I'm like, okay, should I try again or is this a sign? And so I always believe in trying something but trying a little harder or doing it a different way if it's something that I consider myself really – um, doing or wanting in my life, so I I take that as a lesson and I go around it. And if it is something that's just not working the way I want it to work, then I'm like, okay, this isn't it. Um, I started a when I started my personal growth, um, it was probably March of last year. I joined uh, an MLM like travel thing, and I'm sure you could probably still find it on my Instagram page. But I just like recently, I'm like, okay. I tried this. I just don't feel aligned with it. And that's another thing is like, how do you feel about it? Like internally, like is, are your emotions like fired up by this thing or are they like attractive and like, you know, achy feelings about it. And so like with that particular thing, I just, I didn't feel aligned with it. I felt very um, unsupported in that business. And so it's not something that I anymore want to pursue. And now that I have this, it's, it's definitely like okay, this is it. Like this is what I'm meant to be doing. Is inspiring, motivating, and being a support to others in any way that I can. So yeah, I do. See it as a sign, sorry to yeah. interrupt you.
0: <laughs> and when are you? Um, when you quit your full time job, did you have like any feelings of like scarcity or? any like is this should I really do this or did you have any hesitancy or were you like I know for sure 100% this is what needs to happen
1: absolutely so um I knew it was something that needed to happen I was actually telling my co-worker about it probably two weeks before it happened before I put in my two weeks and I was like you know what my days are numbered I can't do it anymore this is this is too much for me it's not what I'm supposed to be doing like It's not worth the, the money that I'm making, you know, with two degrees. It's just, I, I can't. And, um, so she, she kind of had an idea of it, but she didn't know when. And then when it happened, um, of course, so I was a preschool teacher before this and when it happened, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to tell all my parents now. And I have to leave, I have to actually leave my students and leave my kids. And that last day at work, I, bald. I bald my eyes out in front of all my coworkers, in front of all the parents. My face was blood red and I got home from work that night and I was like, okay I did it. Now what? Like and it was like, then it
0: you between like teaching and coaching like teaching kids versus what you're doing right now (laughs) yeah
1: so the only difference for me is like people pay me now they come to me whereas like the kids like my students my little three-year-old preschoolers they you know they didn't have a choice really um and they don't ask for my opinion I just kind of tell them like but the that's the main difference. There are very, there are some similarities there where it's like, okay, you know, what are we going to do today? Like, how, what are our intentions? How are we going to get past this goal to get to this one? And a lot of, with kids, it's very repetitive. With adults, it's still very repetitive, and it still requires you getting your hands in there, getting dirty, and, you know, taking that action to do something in order to learn it.
0: And have you faced any obstacles or any, like, pushback when they see, like, you're kind of younger and you're coaching? Like, is there any stereotypes you have to get past for?
1: Um, Explain that question a little bit more. Mm I just want to make sure I answer
0: it. Yeah, so, like, so they look on your page, they notice you're kind of young, they say, like, are you old enough to be a coach or are you qualified enough to be a coach? Have you felt any pushback from that or have you felt, like,
1: You know, not really. I think it it kind of comes down to um, your confidence in yourself and like who aligns with you the best. Um, Because realistically, if if somebody is judging you based off of, you know, your age or, um, you know, your qualifications, like whether or not you have degrees or not, or like certifications for life coaching or whatever the thing. That ultimately it comes down to like value. Like, are you valuable to them or not? And if you are usually they'll, they'll inquire about you. Or if you're not, then a lot of times I don't see them following me very much anymore. Um, or I, you know, it, it comes down to like, to can I provide them with value, um, and help them with what they're struggling with or, you know, are are they in a whole different realm right now to where I cannot help them or somebody else can help them better? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. Okay. Awesome. And where where are you located?
1: I am in Bridgeport, West Virginia.
0: Oh, wow. What's it like over there on the East Coast right now? What is it? What is it like over there on the East Coast right now?
1: Um, It's been actually storming for like the past couple of days and then it gets sunny. So I think it's like 60 here today because of the rain. But like yesterday it was like seventies. I want to say it was awesome. And I, I say awesome because I really like my goal is to move to Tampa, Florida is where I want to be. Um, I fell in love with it last year and ever since then I'm like, yep, that's where I'm going. That's my spot. That's my home. But like, Every time I see the sunshine, I'm like, yep, let me just go tan. So my tan is actually a burn.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: (laughs) And, yeah, so I've been – I've actually been calming down from from burn recently. I think you can can probably see it a little bit, but it's it's taming down.
0: (laughs) Do you use um, the law of attraction? Are you into the law of attraction?
1: I am, and I'm really glad that you asked me about that because – When I started learning about the law of attraction, you know, what you appreciate, appreciate, and um, what you give your attention to is always going to be there. The law of attraction is so, so real to me, but I used to think of it as, like, the law of attraction is magic, and if I just do these things, like, it's all going to work out for me. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be doing, you know, this, that, and the other and have my prince charming. But, no, it's not – it's not – all that in a bag of chips, really. It's really, it's just like, the law of attraction is real, but so is the law of action. And by doing this, you take inspired action to then get you to these goals. It's not just going to all come to you because you focus your attention on it. And that's something that I had to learn is like law of attraction is just one law. There's all these other laws that are just as real and one of them is the law of action so when you take action on those things and focus all your energy on those things of course you're going to get them but you have to put the two together
0: and what have you learned from your 20s oh, so far so much, <laughs> so, so much.
1: but um, as I told you in my story I, I don't think I ever truly had that like enoughness to myself so mm-hmm. the big thing that I learned in my 20s so far was so much self-love so much appreciation for who I am where I come from how I got here all of the things and just thanking that girl that I used to be for getting me here because if it wasn't for her I don't know where I'd be I might still
0: the thing that a lot of people struggle with like feeling like they're enough
1: yeah definitely it's it's it could be the littlest thing it could be anything for me it was a birthday party when I was little that started my i am not enough journey like and then it just kind of like little things kind of spiral off of that and it turns into this like black hole and you know you just keep or like quicksand and you just keep sinking down into it and so I definitely think that, um, actions, mm-hmm. actions do that. And a lot of time, there are a lot of people that, so it's like hurt people, hurt people. And I've, I've done my fair share of hurting because I myself was hurting. And so when that spiral of factor, that domino effect goes to all of your friends and all of your family, it's like, of course they're not going to feel like enough either. And so that's kind of why I want to take the reverse role in. And implement so much love into my clients and so much love into my friends and my family because they deserve it. You know, we all deserve it.
0: Mm-hmm. And Cass, what happened at the birthday party when you were little?
1: Oh gosh, I, now I laugh at it, but like, of course, when I was like peeling that layer of the onion, I was and girlfriend. I was like, I wasn't enough to get invited. So it was, um, it was. I don't even know how old I was, but there was this girl and she was my best friend. I called her every day, all the time, talked to her parents on the phone. And I was just little, I was in grade school. And this girl, um, she was having her birthday party. Well, I didn't get an invitation and I thought like, Oh, she just forgot to send me one or something. You know, I was just little. And, um, what happened was I called her mom and I was like, Hey, when's the party? You know what time? Um, and I talked to her mom and I said, uh, what else did I say? I asked her where it was, you know, the location. And so I showed up with a card. I think it had $20 in it and a present. And so I showed up to the birthday party. I showed up early cause I was excited and my mom and me got out of the car and we got the present out of the trunk. And so her family was setting up for the party and we saw her across the parking lot. And my mom said, get in the car, we're leaving. And I said, why? And she said, well, because, um, I'll tell you in the car. I'll tell you later. Just get in the car. You can keep the card with the money. And I was like, well, why do we have to, I don't want to leave. You know, like I want to go to the party. And we got in the car and I was like, mom, why did we leave? And she said, because they asked why you were here because you weren't invited. And I was like, Oh my God, like that broke my heart. Right. And it was something that I remember till my age now, which is 25. And (laughs) I, I was heartbroken, and so I was like, "Okay, well, I'm not enough to get invited to my own best friend's birthday party," and that was that was it from there. And I I think it just I realized that you know you don't you can't control anybody else but yourself. And uh, I didn't learn that till like now, so where I'm at now. But I know now that like that's one of my biggest lessons is like I can't control anybody but myself, and that's it. And my perceptions.
0: Yeah, it's crazy how we remember things, you know, from such a long time ago. It just all comes back
1: up. They have (laughs) such an effect on you until
0: they come out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And if you could tell your 20-year-old self, if you could talk to her, what do you think you would want to tell her?
1: Um, from when I first turned 20, mm-hmm. um, well, like I said, it it, it kind of had to happen for me mm-hmm. to be in this place, so honestly, I think I would have just looked back and said, you know, be careful, girlfriend, but you do your thing, you know, keep doing your thing, but be careful, like, watch out, um, keep going, keep doing your thing, keep having fun, and living your best life, but make sure you love yourself, and, and look in the mirror, and, Tell her you love her. That's probably all I would have said because um, I have no regrets. I have nothing.
0: Are you into um, vision boarding? Do you have a vision I
1: board? I am. I have three. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: have three. Oh, what's, what's on your vision board right now?
1: Well, I have one on my desk, which <laughs> is where I'm sitting right now. And if I'm looking up right now, I look at my – so this one's for, like, this year and what I'm, like – I keep it at my desk because it's, like, what I work so hard for, like, why I work, why I do what I do. Um, I'm doing – as long as, you know, this COVID thing um, settles when it's supposed to be settled, I don't really watch the news because I I believe that it has – it goes into your subconscious mind and, you know, takes over your thoughts and things. So I have – I don't watch the news, but as long as the COVID-19 – Um, things come to a close here shortly. Um, Within the next couple of months, I have two trips um, up on my vision board for Las Vegas, Nevada. One of them is a wedding um, premiere thing. I don't even know how to explain it. My mom is a wedding planner, and so we're going to Vegas for this seminar um, together. And then there is a Knowledge Broker Summit with
0: And are you planning your own wedding? Or are you? Oh, you're... I'm
1: not getting married. Oh, okay. My friend is getting married. Okay. <laughs> but I would have my mom plan mine at um if that time or when that time comes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so cute. So nice. <laughs> and what what do you um what are you gonna do on your retreat? What do you envision for that?
1: So It's not my retreat. I think it it was for my business coaches. They host a retreat. Mm -hmm. um, And I haven't heard much about it since this whole thing came out. So I don't know. Um, It's very up in the air at this point. Um, But if I don't end up doing the business retreat, I would love to get boss babes together and have my own. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Heck yeah. I think that'd be amazing.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I see like a lot of people doing retreats. Yeah, I feel like that's a really cool thing to do. Then they bring in all their friends as speakers. Looks like so much fun. Heck yeah, I
1: yeah. love that. I actually haven't seen much of that, so you'll have to send me over something. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, I know this one. Do you know who Manifestation Babe is? Catherine Yeah, Zangina. so I have
1: um, I have her checks like on my vision board. <laughs>
0: really? Yeah, she she hosts um a retreat in Bali. And I really want to go to one of her retreats in Bali. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it looks like so much fun. And you, you should can, put that on your
1: list. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. And you get to like you get to meet the monkeys and you get to do manifestation exercises. Like it just sounds like a lot of fun. Heck yeah, I'd be into
1: it.
0: Yeah, me too. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Is there any questions you wish I would have asked you?
1: Cool. um, I don't think so. that That's pretty much all my secrets. That's, that's all my tips, tricks, tools. I have um, my Instagram and from my Instagram you can go to um, apply for coaching. There's a Linktree thing where you can join my Facebook group. Um, there is, let me see what else I'm, I'm looking. What else do I have on up there? Um, let's see. Oh, and I have my email subscription, um, where you can get more tips, tricks, and tools. I just did um, a recap of my morning routine. It's a five-day series on my uh, email subscription as well. So, if that sounds like something your um, listeners are interested in, tell them to follow me, and they can get a hold of me any way through that uh, link as well.
0: Awesome. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day.